smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast asia focus private equity fund pag had acquired a controlling stake in edelweiss wealth management in 2021 as a result the novama group was formed In today's episode we are joined by Anshu Kapoor who heads the asset management business of the group on the future plans of the business and how wealth management has evolved in India over the years. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Anshu, welcome to our latest episode. So can you tell us about the new ownership structure? In 2021 when the deal got done, Edelweiss sold control interest in this business loosely called as Edelweiss Wealth Management. So 56% was diluted or given to a private equity fund called PAG. PAG is a large um Asia focused fund, right? And uh, so the the, uh, the ownership uh, uh, changed edelweiss today is 44% pag is 56% and um, when i say edelweiss wealth management it has three components one is wealth management second is asset management which i now run and third is capital markets so these businesses now collectively are known as novama um and uh, we are spinning out or demerging from the edelweiss group this is the story uh, behind the deal yeah while share the story i am very passionate about it because i have been involved in this okay um so neil um, when we were looking at renaming ourselves one of the thoughts i had was listen look at the financial landscape in india all of them are four letter english names huh. Huh. right just i mean you can take those names and uh, we were looking at something more indian and but something modern as well and something that kind of describes the kind of wealth creation and the change that is happening in india so nu new is a take on new english new and need a be new pharma in sanskrit means wealth and fortune acha so we are calling ourselves as a new way of looking at wealth and fortune ah okay that's interesting so that's the story behind that Take us through the long term trend. So when we started the business, this was not even called an industry, uh, but now we've seen we've seen uh, the kind of the how how it's grown. Amongst the earliest businesses that were built by Edelweiss were investment bankers. In fact, Edelweiss was born uh, as an investment banker way back in 1996-97. So that is one of our first businesses uh, that came into being, and soon after. Uh, there was this institutional equities business that was created, which was set up to serve the needs of institutional investors in Indian markets. And uh, early 2000 derivatives was coming, so you know, uh, building expertise in derivatives and all. Uh, so and that is what forms capital markets. And uh, the journey of wealth management started around 2010, when some of us joined. Um, to build parts of what is known as the wealth management and over a period of time we scaled that business out today that business is about uh, 2 220000 crores of client assets about 230000 crores actually of client assets and uh, we are i think 90 plus locations 3000 people um, almost a million customers so the journey like i said has been remarkable 
and uh, when i started my career i didn't think that we would come so far but it just happened in front of our eyes you know all this transformation wealth creation the industry doubles almost every 5 years and so on so i think that is what we've seen and over the years we have seen the needs of the customer change uh, the aspirations of the customer change portfolios change allocations changed so we've kind of witnessed all that over the last uh, maybe 10 15 years anju can you give us some uh, anecdotes or some broad figures like you know what was the average net worth of your customers maybe 5 10 years ago what it is now yeah sure see i think 2015 we were only about 10 or 1000 crores of even okay and uh, like i said we most of us came all these businesses were born around 2010 era and uh, i think the start was very slow because we were all figuring out the customer value proposition what segments will grow uh, how should we build our products how should we build our technology platform and the team was also very small at that point of time we were a couple of hundred people uh, not more than that and uh, i think as as we grew by 2015 we were very small still but we were about this 10000 crore mark and at that point of time if you had asked me we will be 2 lakh crores i would have maybe said no and by 18 i think we were 1 lakh crores of aum uh, 18 or 19 we were 1 lakh crores of aum in that journey uh, we saw a lot of wealth creation i think uh, you know equity markets also did well a uh, lot of listings happened in that journey we saw an early interest from our customers in very different kind of products so some customers came to us and said listen can you give us a private equity product um, we would also like to participate in all this unicorn creation in this country um, some customers came uh, to us and said listen how do we participate in infrastructure or real estate or yield you know so to speak so product choices portfolio choices uh, those started to change and the scale of portfolios also became fairly large you know when we started a couple of hundred a uh, couple of crores was a good number uh, but then we had several clients more than 100 crores with us uh, in this journey of you know from 2015 to now actually we have many many clients and also the spectrum of clients a lot of clients uh, professionals largely cxos ceos cxos on the next level a lot of wealth got created uh, through esocs so anju would you say that the 2014 to 19 period was the fastest growth for you i mean you seem to have grown 10x in the um in that time yeah it was one of the fastest periods i think 15 onwards to maybe 2020 it was one of the fastest period of growth and actually a lot of things came together the economy Uh, was doing well markets were doing well a uh, lot of financialization of uh, wealth was happening uh, wealth creation was happening esops were happening ipos were happening so i think a lot of uh, tailwinds also came together and obviously we invested in training development technology product all of that uh, so all of that also helps what would be like your average client size they vary Uh, they vary just because there is a uh, ultra high net worth, uh, what we call the mama private business that is on, that is focus on family offices um, and ultra high net worth. And there is a business 
that's called Numama Wealth, which is a lot more focused on professionals. Okay. So it will vary from segment to segment. Okay. And broad asset mix, if you can share, like what products are uh, like within debt, equity, private equity. Um, when... See, uh, whatever. See, each client is very different, so it's hard to generalize. There will be portfolios that will be hundred percent fixed income, and there could be portfolios which will be hundred percent equity. So I I think it's unfair to generalize and say, okay, this is what a typical client looks like. Okay. But I can tell you that fixed income continues to be a large allocation okay. uh, in client portfolios, followed by equity. Uh, it could be direct as well as uh, through managed products, and then followed by alternatives. Now, okay. sure. So that how it is, and in between there will be structured products and maybe some other solutions. Okay. Okay. So Anshu, uh, you had the asset management business, which is essentially AIFs, right? Yeah. So our focus. Maybe can I step back and give you context from this, Neil? Yes. Yes, please. The focus of our asset management business, Neil, is to give clients solutions on what I call their unsolved needs. And let's spend a minute on. Because you may say, oh, market is so large, mutual fund industry is 45 trillion rupees. What is there that is not been solved, right? But there are four big categories of needs that are not solved for the customer. Number one is what I call yield. Okay, so yield. The problem in India is that post tax, you know, uh, in a high inflation country, yield solutions are very limited. Okay, solutions that give you a high, a very good, effective post-tax yield are fairly limited, and risk-reward in many products earlier that was supposed to deliver have not played out the way it should play out, or in the end you end up taking too much risk for very little, you know, incremental yield. So yield is one big unsolved problem. Second unsolved problem Sorry, is quality. If, if we could, if we could take a pause here and. Uh... Today, for example, you know, interest rates are inching up. So, even from a plain bank FD, um, something like a eight percent yield is now very much within reach. So, what would yeah. the gap be between what you can get in an AIF and what a blind FD is now? Yeah. So think of this. Think of the fact that eight uh, percent into your tax rate. Okay, and it is still lower than the rate of inflation. Right. So sure. now, what is the possibility of enhancing this meaningfully for the customer, so that the customer has some assurance of, if not beating inflation too much, but at least catching up with inflation? And there are many products available on the asset management side now, or becoming to be, uh, become available on the asset management side. So this is something that we are conscious of and we want to solve. Uh, I don't have a product right now to solve it, but we are working on it. Um, I'll, I'll quickly move through all the other problems, and then we will, we will take questions. Hmm? The second big problem, Neil, is what I call volatility. Okay, and volatility shows up. We all know in in lumpy, in a lumpy form, in a very short period, but in a lumpy form. So what happens is that you build your equity portfolio. Let's say it compounds at 12 to 15 percent. Okay, over three to five years, 
but suddenly a lumpy event happens a big event happens and you end up losing 30 35% of your portfolio why you why it happens because you have no tools for managing that um, drawdown or risk so volatility impacts the client one it impacts the outcomes it disturbs or destroys the compounding cycle it also hurts people who are dependent or who are planning for a life event uh, around that growth or that compounding and it i think more mostly moreover it shakes the confidence of the investor so you know portfolio allocations don't come back for a fair amount of time so i think the tools are available but not available to the investor at large and that is something we have started to work on in fact there's a product that we have out there that attempts to beat the index but with maybe two thirds volatility okay and there the philosophy is minimizing losses uh, over maximizing gains and we can go in detail on that third problem unsolved is what i call access and this is a big one uh, especially when the amount of wealth in the country is going up what i mean by access is look at our private equity market in india so our private equity invested capital in india is about 250 billion dollars over the last 10 odd years right is actually bigger than the fpi investments in india okay but a minuscule part neel is available to the indian customer all of this 250 billion dollar is foreign funds you know all the foreign pensions endowments so in a way think about it india's best new age companies are being owned not by indians or the access is not there now the same challenge is before ipo before ipo yeah by the time ipo happens you you are coming in the public market after you know uh, a lot of value has been anyways created so you miss that point right and the problem is even more so if you look at things like commercial real estate if you look at infrastructure assets and so on so when i say access is it possible for us to solve some of these friction points why should indian capital not have access to all this why should only foreigners invest uh, in some of these asset classes right so i think access is a third big problem and the fourth problem which is a combination of all of this is what i call diversification and uh, i mean it's very fresh in my mind because when i read your story uh, indian market is still three asset classes largely for our customer real real as uh, real estate actually for real estate gold fixed income and equities and a single currency so now is that fair should there be more asset classes available should there be more diversification available to our indian customer i think the answer is yes so the context in the just to summarize all of this guys as an asset manager these are the problems we are trying to solve because uh, there are enough options to index or you know passively participate in the india story anyways uh, you can invest in trackers and you can at least get into nifty or whatever the index is you can ride that growth so we are trying to solve for all these needs and we believe that this will become very meaningful part of allocation uh, provided you can create good quality products and solutions so demand is not the problem supply is we are trying to fill in those shoes
that's it for today's episode thank you listeners for tuning in if you want to reach out to me with any new ideas you can dm me on twitter my twitter handle is at the rate jash kriplani that is j a s h k r i p l a n i you can also reach out to us over the mail our mail id is mintmoney@liveint.com this was a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast